Hey, this is the Building for Digital Equity podcast, where we talk to people working to expand internet access, address affordability, teach digital skills, or distribute affordable devices. We talk with those working on the front lines of giving everyone everywhere the opportunity to participate fully in the digital world. Whether in rural areas or cities, our guests here are doing the often unglamorous jobs in places that have been left behind. This show comes to you from the Community Broadband Networks team at the Institute for Local Self-Reliance, where we have long produced the Community Broadband Bits podcast and the Connect This Show. Building for Digital Equity features short interviews from Emma Gautier, Christopher Mitchell, and me, Sean Gonzalez, talking to people at the events we are attending to highlight the interesting work and inspirational stories to get internet access to everyone. Now, let's see who we have today. I'm Sean Gonzalez, senior reporter and editor with ILSR's Community Broadband Networks team. And I am here in San Antonio at Net Inclusion 2023 with Dwight Thomas. Yes, sir. Very interesting gentleman who has got an interesting background. And I wanted to snag him uh, over here in the corner to talk a little bit about the work that you're doing uh, around uh, digital equity in general. Um, and so let's start with introducing yourself. You're, you're, you're Dwight Thomas. Who, 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 tell us a little bit about your, your background. Sure. Uh, sure, Sean. My name is Dwight Thomas. Uh, I'm with COP, Finland Associates, and my title is a fancy one, but it's a broadband infrastructure consultant. And uh, essentially, I guess that we'll get more to that as we talk to our conversation, but essentially what I do is I architect, design uh, networks for uh, anyone who's looking to build them. Which you actually did in right here in the state of Texas, I understand the first municipal broadband network in the state of Texas was your baby. Yes, Sean. <laughs> the city of Mount Bellevue, we, did, we built the first municipally owned and operated uh, fiber optic network in the state of Texas. Uh, that's everything from soup to nuts, from conception uh, down to uh, test and turn up and operation. So everything in between. And what, 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 year, what year did you start the planning and what year did you begin to build? Uh, see, this probably started, I think this has been almost six years ago really it's a, a kind of when it was when the when we kind of conceived it right and we knew that this is, this is what we wanted to do but five years ago i started construction so the network is to this day is about five years old and 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 tell us a little bit about what was the impetus for for, for building that network well i guess quite simply it's just that uh where the city, the city of Mount Bellevue sits, which is about 30 miles east of Houston, uh, it's kind of considered to be at the edge of most providers' networks. So at the time, no provider wanted to come in, no provider wanted to upgrade their current infrastructure. And so even the city, we went out to our local provider to try to partner with them at, the, at that particular time. Uh, and the response was, uh, was a no, of course. Uh, so like uh, in most true Texas fashion, we said, we'll do it ourselves. <laughs> uh, and that's, that's what we did. And, 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 and give me a sense of the community. How many, how many folks live, live there and, and, and how, how, how many folks does the network serve today? So as today, I think uh, the network, we're getting close to about 3,000 subscribers. Mm -hmm. uh, as a whole, uh, the city, uh, I guess we have about uh, a 10,000 uh, population. But, you know, we'll say probably about uh, half of that uh, would be considered rooftops. Gotcha, gotcha. And so 
And, but now you, you, you were there for, uh, uh, you know, several years, but you've gone on to do some other things. And, that, and, and that's what I've, I, I heard you earlier today talking about the consulting work that you've been doing with uh, the city of FAR. Talk, tell, us, tell us about that. Oh, yes. That was a unique thing. That started back when I was operating a network for the city of Mount Bellevue. Uh, FAR came down to, to kind of look at the work that I've done there, wanted to talk about it, how did, you know, mentorship on how do they go about doing this and that materialized into uh, actually doing the work for them uh, so I did that uh, on behalf of of um, Cobb Finland Associates which is where I work now and so that was a, a process the same thing from inception all the way down to implementation and operation now in building these networks whether it's in Mount Bellevue whether it's in FAR or or some other communities around Texas Tell us a little bit about some of the legal barriers that 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 you run up against in 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 municipalities, cities, towns trying to build their own infrastructure. Sure, and the thing is, I, I think the biggest terminology or the or the biggest barrier to it is understanding what you can and can't do. Uh, if you look at some of the old <clears throat> the old legal stuff, it talks about um, you know cities not being able to get into into the providing space, and that's typically with switched access. So phone service, you know, some of the video services, mm -hmm. right? Broadband is not a switched access service. Mm -hmm. So you can do that, you know, and, and of course, if you go back and look at the things that we did in Mount Bellevue uh, about challenging case law to be able to do that as well. So so it's it started there, started with Mount Bellevue, and then since, you know, you see it across Texas now, but that's one of the biggest things is demystifying what a city or a municipality can and can't do. And in fact, you can build it. So you and, can partner. And and listening to you earlier today, that actually was one of the things that struck me is that you 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 were talking about, and I'm paraphrasing, but you were talking about how with some folks there's a mentality of this default of all of they 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 go first or they think about all of the things that they can't do. And then you talked about how there's there's a lot that you can do. Can, can you is. elaborate on that a little bit? Sure. And, and I'll, I'll use Mount Bellevue for this one because I think it's just a great case study to answer that. Um, so immediately after we decided that we we're going to build the network, we we're faced with, of course, you can, you can kind of call it some opposition. I mean, I've had at the time I've had providers come into my office there and saying, hey, this will never get off the ground. Um, and so, you know, a person like me, I'm just a pretty dogged person. So my thing is that I'm we're going to make this happen. And uh, but I knew, though, that I could not do this off of knowledge alone. I needed the support of the community to be able to do this. So the first thing I had to do uh, was establish that this is built for us by us. Mm -hmm. Right. That this is a community focused thing. I want you to be all into it because this is for us. This is we're going to do great things with this. So kind of getting that buy in. And sometimes that meant uh, going out to see, to have coffee, to talk to people. Uh, to, 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 to meet people where they meet, to have those conversations and let them know, hey, I'll be down your street next week. Mm -hmm. you, are you, will you be ready for me? Mm -hmm. You know, so those kind of conversations get that buzz going. And then at the same time, I cannot, uh, you know, talk about this without talking about the support that I received from our local government, mm -hmm. city leadership that was behind me mm -hmm. uh, and ensuring that I had enough that I needed to be able to get this done. And then, and then, and then earlier also, when I was chatting with you, you said something really interesting. You were talking about your work now and the importance of mentorship, and 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 you also used another word, discipleship. Now, I grew up in the church, and I know what that means in that context. And I know you're not trying to, you know, 
you know, build some kind of cult here, but, <laughs> but, but talk a little bit about mentorship and, and what, and what that's about as it relates to digital equity and, and digital sure. inclusion work. Sure. Sean, I think the best way for me to talk about this is to first talk about my passion. My passion is to connect the unconnected uh, and the underserved, you know, specifically in Texas, but all, but, but everywhere. And I know for a fact that I can't do that alone, that the knowledge I possess is in my head. I do my best to share it. But in order to, to really tackle the problem, I've got to create more disciples. And that's uh, uh, the thought of, of each one teach one kind of a thing, right? And so a big part of my career now, in, in addition to my consulting, is also mentoring. Uh, and that's being able to help anybody, anybody who has an interest in this or just wanted to become an infrastructure architect, right? Mm. And do these in their community. How do you go about doing this? What are the things that I need to know? Where do I start? So I think I'm just, I'm just as passionate about building those networks as I am about showing other people how to do that too. Mm, like human networks. Um, yes. You know, and so now when you talk about mentorship, are you talking primarily about young people or, or you know? Is no, it, no age limit. No age no limit. No age limit at all. Um, I mean, it would be great to start with the young coming up, but mm -hmm. at the same time, I want to meet whoever wants to do it. Mm. You know, this is a problem that's too big for, 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 any, for us to ignore any longer, right? Mm -hmm. We know that we have issues and we have deficiencies where people are not connected, mm -hmm. right? And so the only way I know how to do this is to, is to create more disciples, so to speak, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, uh, and so that's just a big passion of mine. I mean, I do a lot of mentorship now, mm -hmm. do a lot of coaching, uh, even to the extent of doing some pro bono stuff. Really? Now, now, now is this around, like, uh, say, like digital literacy, uh, you know, kind of giving folks a sense of the lay of the land? And how, how would you describe that? I would say that and everything. Mm. This could even be like, Dwight, I'm getting ready to... Um, to build this network, I've already got the funding. I mean, we've already, you know, we've got, we're getting ready to create the RFQ. What do I need to do? Okay. Who, who do I, what's the best cruise, you know, uh, what's the best product? Right. Uh, how do I implement this particular thing? Or how do I hire? What do I look for in a hiring a person okay. to help support this? So I would say it's, it's everything. Right. Right. So right. All aspects of now, it. Now, I mean, it seems to me that, you know, uh, not only because of the bipartisan infrastructure bill and all the funds that are coming down the pipeline with that and then also the American Rescue Plan funds, but this is a exciting time to be in this space um, as, you know, I, I didn't invent the term, but the broadbandification of America, I feel like, <laughs> is underway right now. And so there's a lot, there, there's, a, there's a lot of opportunity out there, would you say? Oh, yeah, definitely. I, and I could say this too, Sean, is that when I started this about 25 years ago, I've been in the business a pretty good while. Back then, I mean, what really got me fired up was the, the old telephone guys, mm. you know, with an orange butt set hanging off the side <laughs> of his belt. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that got into this, you know. I mean, and, that, and I remember back then, you know, wanting to visit my local office, my local CEO in my city, which I, I did. Okay. And, I, you know, I, I had great pride in that. That's why I started, mm -hmm. you know. So, but at that time, you know, that was not a, a, a real focus on connecting, right? It was, that came over time. But when that bug bit me, I mean, you know, and I knew that's what my purpose, you know, there are some things that, um, I, I'm a Bible guy, right? So mm -hmm. I gotta, I gotta mention this, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but when you hear certain things, you have to, you have to bend your ear to them. Mm -hmm. That call happens. Mm -hmm. And this, that's what this was. This is a calling. So that's why I'm so passionate about it. I spent a lot of time thinking about it, doing it, networking, doing everything I can to serve others because at the end of the day, I want to build networks that serve people. 
That's terrific. Now, I, you know, I'm not, you know, even though I write considerably about network builds all across the country and what different communities are up to, when it comes to like the actual technical stuff, I'm about a mile wide and an inch deep, but I do know enough to be dangerous, I guess. But meaning, well, I, this is what I have come to see is that especially around the technologies that we're talking about in this whole space in particular, there is, I think, a great deal of fear that some people have that don't come from this background sure. and feel like, well, it's, it, it, it's, 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 it's too esoteric. It's too scary. How do you how do you how do you meet people where they are as, as as it relates to that? How do you how do you bring people into the fold, as it were, and and also dealing with that 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 a lot of people have that sense of like this is too complicated for me to sure. even get involved in. Well, I will say this: I, I think it does take a, a special person, uh, in a sense, to to want to do this kind of work because a lot of stuff you work with it's not all it's not just physical things that you can see some of that stuff is abstract mm-hmm. right so it's concepts and it's 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 systems and you got to kind of be able to think a, uh think in terms of systems so mm-hmm. that's a part of it but then again if you're a peculiar person who 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 kind of who wants to understand how things connect mm-hmm. i think that's where it starts mm-hmm. uh, and then solving that problem for me it just it just happens to be that i love connecting people places and things so just as much as i develop my relationships with people I love to connect things too, so it just it, for me it kind of works all together. And I think I like to think I'm purpose built for this, uh, at the same time for this and for the work that I do. Last question, and I really appreciate your time. You're looking forward. We're 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 in the beginning of of 2023. You know, we kind of talked about you know the excitement and all the all the the things that are happening in this space. As you look down the road here, the next few months, the next out, out into the next year, what are some of the things that have you excited or that you're most looking forward to? Well, I think one of the things I I see nowadays is like some of the work that Education Superhighway is doing, how they've, they've retooled and now they're looking at apartments and how to connect those because they, they realize that, you know, we've made some progress in building father-to-home networks, but what about the folks who live in these, in these, it's apartment complex, right? And some of them are densely populated. And so I think that's a, that's something that intrigues me now, getting to that, getting to that space. I mean, I live in Houston, you know, we see a lot of that. Uh, in the Houston area and surrounding areas. Mm. I've been out to to uh, New Orleans. You see the same thing there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and so I think that's the next wave I'm looking, I'm excited about is is getting services to apartments and, and MDU style places, but at the same time, retooling a workforce that can support that. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, I, I, we're starting to see that as well. We were just recently in Baltimore and saw some interesting things that Project Waves is doing. Um, and um, and so the, it, it seems to me that there's a lot of headway that could be made in, with multi-dwelling rooms, especially it seems that there's so a, a lot of folks who are underserved or, or, or digitally disconnected live in apartment buildings. Yes, yes. And, the, and I can tell you that there's a, a story and I didn't witness this myself, but someone very close to me told me about the time that they went over to uh, New Orleans. And this is right around when COVID happened. And, and it was just a sad thing because the kids there could not attend school school was closed right and so at home they had no internet but even in the places even in the apartments that had internet services the grandparents who were raising them didn't understand the literacy of those things so that so that's just a it's a it's a something that's near and dear to me so when i see things like that it just kind of you know it 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 does something to me because it's one thing to build it right it's and it's another thing to teach people how to use it Right. So and so that's that's a so it's a 
it's a double-ended sword there, I guess you can kind of call it. Mm-hmm. But uh, that those that that little story that I was told, mm-hmm. that's what keeps me going. That's why I continue to want to build these and then seek out those who need my assistance. Or just sometimes I'll just offer it, right? I'm there. If I got if I got a free weekend, I'll come down. You know, may cost you a hamburger. So, so, so on that <laughs> I'll note, I'll come down and do it. Okay. Uh, now, so on that note, if somebody's listening to this and they heard the calling, sure. How do they find you? Well, LinkedIn, of course, I'm there. Uh, but other than that, I mean, I can give them. I mean, I'll give them information out. But LinkedIn is probably the best place to find me. I check it regularly, and uh, you can reach me out. Th- you, can, you can reach me there. I'll reply back to you, uh, and then we'll kind of build a connection that way. Excellent. Okay, listen, the, the, the podcast is being crashed re- real quick by Christopher Mitchell, who happens to be here, and I'm going to turn the, the mic over to him. Okay. This is a podcast bomb. Hey, I just Chris. I wanted to ask you a question. First of all, I want to say I will work for burritos and barbecue also, oh, as well as there hamburgers. There you go. Um, I wanted to ask you something, and, and the things that you've seen, has, and you don't have to tell us details, because the question I'm asking you, sometimes people don't want don't to share who it is or what sure. city. Have you seen something that didn't happen? And you were like, man, I really wish that that had happened. Yes. <laughs> There's one project in particular that I really, uh, uh, I happen to be a part of it, uh, not completely, but but as an as-needed consultant. And uh, it's a place where a city built a network to serve its community, uh, and it did, my, did not materialize uh, like I would have liked it to. And so I think that's, and I think it's a good example of saying that the the, the build it own it model is not always the best model for mm, each city. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sometimes it is partnerships, right? Um, and so I, I just think that I'm trying to I'm choose my words here, <laughs> the best way. But but I, and I know that there are more like that out there. But that's I think that's the biggest thing is that you want to you definitely want to do something that's serving the community. And sometimes when that does not quite happen like you want, it's a little bit disheartening. Hopefully that answers your, your question, Chris. Well, Dwight, you've given us a word, folks. That was uh, Christopher Mitchell, the director uh, of our program, a special surprise guest. And, <laughs> and, and this has been great. I appreciate your time. Awesome. Thank you, Sean. Thank you for having me. We thank you for listening. You can find a bunch of our other podcasts at ILSR.org slash podcasts. Since this is a new show, I'd like to ask a favor. Please give us a rating wherever you found it, especially at Apple Podcasts. Share it with friends. You can even embed episodes on your own site. Please let us know what you think by writing us at podcast at communitynets.org. Finally, we'd like to thank josephmckay.com for the song On the Verge.